Well, hey, this is Ed Stetzer Live, and I'm Ed Stetzer. I'm actually broadcasting from the studios at the Wheaton College Billy Graham Center. Back here for the weekend. I've been living out in California in K-Wave land. For those who listen on K-Wave, and for it will be for the next few months in the uh, in the warm sunshine. Finished up a couple books on my sabbatical from uh, Wheaton College, where I serve as the Wheaton Co- executive director of the Wheaton College Billy Graham Center. And, uh, and let me remind you, too, that this weekend is a uh, significant sporting event. And last week's show, last weekend's show, we talked about He Gets Us. And um, we had one of the creators from the campaign, uh, Jason Vanderground and Kevin Palau from the Luis Palau Association. And uh, I want to remind you, that's not going to be our topic today, but I want to remind you that 100 million people are probably going to see ads that talk about Jesus. And, and uh, so make sure you take the opportunity on Monday around the water cooler or wherever. Maybe you're watching the Super Bowl there and um, you know, you're with a friend and you hear him talk about Jesus and what an opportunity. So I want to encourage you to uh, take that moment to show and share the love of Jesus. Now, again, that was last week's show. And you can always, as always, go to uh, go to edstetzerlive.com and click through, and they've got you know, all the program details and audio, and you can subscribe to this as a podcast. Uh, lots of people, you know, Saturday morning, or it's not always, it's Saturday noon to in the East Coast and 9 a.m. in the West Coast, you know, you may be doing something else. Uh, it's not like drive time at 5 p.m. on a weekday. So you want to listen whenever you can, just uh, go to edstetzerlive.com, Moody Radio app, you'll find there, and lots of other things as well. So, but today is, that is not our topic, uh, Mowage. Mowage is what brings us together today. And of course, that's a reference to an old movie. But uh, all week, the, the promos for the show have been running on Moody Radio, and and I did my Mowage joke. And so I don't know if that's funny or not. You have to be a certain age to have watched a certain movie to get that reference. But nevertheless, um, why marriage? Well, I mean, always a good topic to talk about. Uh, the Bible speaks about us honoring marriage. But also, too, this is Valentine's Day week. So I'll actually be, I'll be at... Uh, I'll be at Eric Geiger's house, pastor at Mariner's Church, uh, with a bunch of pastors on on Valentine's Day evening for dinner. So I'm not exactly winning the Valentine's Day points. We're, we're celebrating a, another time, but uh, but we happen to have a class, so we'll be there for that. But but when you're getting around Valentine's Day, obviously people talk about love and marriage and relationships and more. And so the last time I got together with a bunch of marriage people, and that's a thing. There's actually a, like a vibe, a tribe called marriage people. All these people who write marriage books and do marriage conferences, none of which I've done. Uh, I haven't written a book on marriage. I haven't done a conference. Well, I guess technically I did one conference on marriage, and that's actually related to our guest today. So Julie Baumgartner is a served as the she is uh, the senior director of Windshape Marriage, Windshape Marriage, and uh, some of you know Windshape uh, related to, it's actually, they've got a Windshape Retreat Center in Rome, Georgia, right on off of Barry College campus. Uh, but anyway, um, Julie has 40 years experience helping marriages and families thrive. Prior to joining Windshape, she spent 20 years as the president and CEO of First Thing First. Okay, so Julie, thanks for coming on the program. And, you know, I mean, for people who don't know, um, Windshape marriage is kind of a thing, and we had a wonderful time. I brought you, Donna. We had this retreat there, and all these—I uh, don't know if you call them marriage influencers, but like trainers and teachers and writers about marriage. But tell us a little bit: what is windshape marriage? First of all, it's great to be with you, and I was totally laughing at your marriage. I got it. Hopefully, everybody <laughs> did. Uh, windshape marriage is part of the Windshape Foundation that was started by Truett Cathy, the founder of Chick-fil-A. He started it in the early 80s, and initially it was a college program 
that was designed to help young people who were working in the stores get a college education. Then they added camps. He sent his kids to camp during the summer, and he felt like that was a very beneficial thing for them. And so he started that for young people, and Windshape Camps actually sees probably 30,000 young people during the summer. I think over 1,600 children came to know Christ last summer. We also have Windshape Homes. Mr. Kathy felt like it was very important for every child to have the opportunity to grow up in a home where it was safe and stable and they could thrive. And so there are group homes and they're also focused on helping people be foster parents. And then Windshape Teams, which is leadership development. And the last ministry that was started is Windshape Marriage. And we are all about helping people grow closer to each other and closer to the Lord. And we do that through retreats. We have digital opportunities where people can go on the website or follow us on social and get tips and information to help them build a strong marriage. Awesome. And people can go, the links for all this sort of stuff is at edcetralive.com. We'll have several things that we talk about here, but you can also go to marriage.windshape.org. Okay, so um, so you're, and by the way, for those of you who don't know where these uh, retreats take place, this is down in uh, Rome, Georgia. I went to college yes. in Rome, Georgia. There's uh, Berry College, is, is it's going to write off of Berry, maybe it's, I don't know, is it, is it on the campus of Berry College it, or is it off the campus of Berry College? It is actually on the campus okay. of Berry College. We call it the mountain campus. You have to drive three miles back to where the retreat is. And it is the largest, Barry College, fun fact, is the largest college campus in the entire world. Correct. And, uh, and it is one of the most beautiful, and I went to the oh. other school. I went to the <laughs> other school in Rome that didn't have a big, beautiful campus. But but anyway, uh, I had a wonderful time at Shorter. But uh, but so we had together, uh, we gathered together. Uh, I mean, I, I didn't gather together. I just came and, and spoke and, and visited. Uh, kind of like people who are in the marriage ministry space to try to encourage them themselves. But this is an ongoing thing. You have, you know, it's not just for retreats like that. You're trying to strengthen marriages in general. Um, and I, I just wonder, as you look at the last few years, it's been kind of a crazy few years, um, have you seen like an increase of marriages in crisis or challenge, or is it kind of always just a challenge and we walk through those things? I think we definitely have seen more people open to seeking help because their marriage is in crisis. Mm -hmm. Through the years, I've seen a lot of people whose marriages are hurting, but they don't want anyone to know that. And so they wait a very long time to ask for help. And I think if, if I've seen anything change over the last few years, it's that people are quicker to ask for help And I love that because the longer you wait, the more water that's under the bridge. It isn't that you can't get your marriage out of the ditch. It just takes a whole lot more work. So the faster you seek help from people who can actually give you tools and information and strategies to help you navigate through what you have experienced, the hard things, the trauma, uh, it will help you get on the other side of it and actually thrive. That's the other piece is that this isn't about just surviving in a marriage relationship. I think God calls us to the abundant life. And so understanding that you can thrive and you can face hard things 
and do some things differently. But if you're only relying on what you know, that's going to probably be difficult. Yeah, for sure. And and again, it's, it's you know, I, as I mentioned at the conference, you know, Rome, Georgia has a has a very central place in my marriage journey. Mm-hmm. I asked my uh, now wife to marry me down at the levee um, and yeah. got married at a church that doesn't exist anymore, largely because it's been, I think it's the Walgreens now at the corner of uh, Turner McCall and Martha Berry or something like that. Um, so, um, so, but, you know, and, and again, we got married in our, between our junior and senior year of college, which I was mm. pretty young. We were 20 years of age. And just, you know, just doe-eyed and, you know, just naive. And and we've been dating for four years, deeply in love, and have had a uh, wonderful 35-plus years. But it has been harder than I think anybody sort of told us. It takes work. It takes effort. It takes learning. It takes training. It takes all of those things to be there. Um, so let's start talking about that. Let, let's, let's talk about, because people are listening, and they may be like, you know, mm-hmm. I'm I'm not sure how to strengthen a marriage. I'm not sure how to work through some of the challenges of marriage as well. So so how do you frame even, here's what marriage is and here's where it's going to go? Tell us at the very, I know, very beginning, you don't have to go to Genesis 1, but you know, just give us some of the, how do you frame some of these things? Well, one of the things that I talk about is marriage takes intentionality. Uh, you need to understand that uh, I I love it. I say all the time, I think God has such a great sense of humor because he says, we're going to leave and cleave and the two shall become one. And that doesn't mean that you leave behind who you are as an individual. It means that you actually come all in seeking to figure out what does God have for us together to accomplish together. So we're not we're not giving up who we are as individuals, but we are coming together as one and we are learning how to walk that road. And that means all those things that you thought were super fun, funny, spontaneous, different than you when you were dating. And then you got married and you're thinking, that's not funny. That's not fun. And I don't like spontaneous. It's that that we're talking about. How do you learn to dance together without stepping on each other's toes all the time? And that takes grace. It takes remembering that your spouse is made in the image of Christ. It takes actually being willing to see them through the eyes of Christ, and not considering them your project to change, to make them more like you, but learning to embrace and leverage your differences to make this relationship amazing, beautiful, and what God can use to be kingdom building. Uh, our guest, Julie Bumgarner, we're going to continue our conversation with her in just a moment. And your calls. Uh, again, this is your opportunity. Maybe you got marriage advice questions. Maybe you got some thoughts about what a successful marriage looks like. We're at 877-548-3675. Again, our number is 877-548-3675. We're going to continue our conversation with Julie Bumgarner, who's the Senior Director of Winshape Marriage, with your calls, 877-548-3675. Politics brings more division than ever, and social media is moving many to be less social and more critical. Those with Christian views are also often being dismissed. Well, what if the rise of secularism, though, is good news for the church? Throughout history, these times of decline traditionally precede powerful spiritual renewal, even revival. 
You need to read Mark Sayers' book, Reappearing Church, The Hopeful Renewal in the Rise of Our Post-Christian Culture. Get a copy of Reappearing Church today at moodypublishers.com. Hey, we're back. Um, Ed Stetzer Live. I'm Ed Stetzer. Julie Bumgarner is my guest, and she's the Senior Director of Windshape Marriage. We've been talking about the topic of marriage, and um, Valentine's Day week, of course. Um, I, I should tell you that one of the great things, Julie, right now, you've met Donna. She's amazing. Um, she's yes. actually out hiking in Southern California, and she is not listening to the program today. So we can talk about anything we want to about. And I don't have to like, you know, because she listens sometimes and says, well, you know, the guest said so-and-so. Are we going to talk about, you know, so so this is great. So because, you know, the, the the Rome-Georgia connection to marriage, you know, all that kind of stuff. So so we have been, so we're, um, you know, we're, we're like polar opposites, Donna and me. Mm-hmm. Um, we are uh, on the Myers-Briggs. I'm an ENTJ. She's an ISFP. Uh, I forget the Enneagram thing. Uh, I'm an eight. She's a nine. And so, um, you know, but there's just basically, if there are two, if there are ways that a couple can be different, it's us. And um, one of the fun facts is when I was in high school, we did a uh, little fundraiser for the school. You give a dollar to the whatever club and you fill out this compatibility profile and it matches you with the most compatible person in the <laughs> high school. So um, so I filled uh, mine out and I said, Donna, why don't you do it too? We were not dating at the time. And and I really wanted to date her, so um, so I took hers, and uh, and and well, I, she filled out hers first. I took hers, and then I took mine, and I copied all but one of her answers. So we <laughs> so we matched at whatever that was. We were the highest match in oh high school. Oh my gosh! And and I, I confessed it, you know, almost immediately because it was funny. It was a joke. So she didn't like go into you know a, a relationship or a marriage relationship thinking we were the most compatible. But um, but the irony of that is just how incompatible. We are, and yet um, we have a, a wonderful marriage. So how, I want to ask you, I'm going to invite our callers as well, but I want to ask you, how do couples work toward that union uh, in marriage mm-hmm. that lasts? But let me again invite our callers too, because maybe you got questions about your own marriage, your own journey. Uh, Julie Bumgarner is our guest, and our number is 877-548-3675, 877 877- Five four eight three six seven five. So, talk to us about how do how do couples build the kind of uh, relationship where they they don't lose their individuality. I'm still very different. Right. Donna, she's very different than me, but they build yes. this kind of marriage. Here's what I think is interesting about what you just described. I am an eight, and uh, I am an ENTJ. No way! And J How interesting. Is, okay. is yes has Donna's. So, in our marriage relationship, uh, I have learned that I I appreciate the fact that we are so different and we actually are trailing right behind you. We're in our 34th year of marriage. Early on, I think it was easy to say, why can't you just be more this way? Why mm-hmm. do you have to act like that? And over time... I have not only seen this in our own marriage, but even what you describe, our marriage is rich because we are different and we have not shied away from those differences. We have engaged them and we've made them work for our marriage relationship. He is a party waiting to happen Hmm. all the time. 
Same. He's very deep. His faith is strong. And I love the way that he leads. But we are two very different people yep. uh, in lots of different ways. And yet, that's what makes the relationship rich. So I, I don't think it's about trying to make someone be more like you. I heard someone say one time, if both of you are exactly alike, one of you is unnecessary. The other thing that I think is very important for couples to consider is you train your brain. Hmm. And when you start paying attention to all of the differences or things that quote unquote, get on your nerves, the more you do that, the more you see the, the things you consider negative or less than that you think need to be changed. And I, I do want to give a caveat here that if you are in a marriage relationship and you are experiencing addiction, abuse, affairs, those are very serious things. And I strongly encourage you to seek professional help. I am talking about marriage relationships where people come together and they are different people. They grew up in different homes. They had different rules, different structure. And you may have things foundationally that you agree on, but you are very different, like Ed, you described about you and Donna and Jay and I. And so learning how to appreciate how we're different and how that makes the relationship rich is a very different perspective than you are inadequate, you are less than, you need to fix this, you need to be different. And that's and that's that's hard. I mean, that's it's it's um, <laughs> you know both we want to be better together. You know, there's always that. Yes. You know, was that another line from a movie? You you make me want to be a, a better man. <laughs> we want to be better together, but simultaneously, we are um, unique individuals. You know, wired differently. And I will tell you that for me, a long, a long I mean, gosh, I, when I when I lived in Rome, Georgia, we were we lived there for a year, married at twenty. Uh, I, 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 my wife is so amazingly patient with this foolish young man that, that, that married her. And I'm so thankful for that. But, um, but I had to learn, I had to learn some of those things. What are some ways that you encourage couples to learn, to, um, to, I guess, appreciate, walk alongside and to grow with one another? Cause it doesn't happen accidentally. It's not, you know, living together doesn't no. make that happen. You have to work <laughs> towards it. What are some ways to do that? For one, stay curious. Uh, you, you were very curious about the person you married before you married them. Lots of questions, never enough information, stay up all night on the phone or uh, walking and just learning about each other. And then you get married and life happens, work, children, in-laws, commitments, and you stop being curious. So I think part of it is continuing to be a really good understudy of your spouse. What makes them tick? What do they appreciate? What just lights their fire, energizes them, fuels their passion for the gifts that God has given them? All of those things give you insight into this person that you have been gifted with to do life alongside that's important. Mm -hmm. I also think it's important to recognize healthy marriages aren't conflict free. Mm -hmm. When you can learn how to have discussions about hard things and 
be curious about what your spouse feels about those things, how they came to that conclusion, where they are in that particular issue, you're learning and you're also building intimacy when you care for how you share information and you understand we're on the same team. So the goal here is for both of us to understand the strong, intense feelings or emotions that we have around an issue and then seek to figure out how how do we navigate this together on the same team to figure out the best way forward. That kind of experience, it creates safety in a relationship. So even Even though I approach things very differently, I have a lot of energy, I can ramp up very quickly because I'm passionate, I'm excited, I have intense feelings. That isn't scary to Jay. And sometimes I'll say to him, hey, I'm I'm not mad. I'm actually, I'm not upset. I'm excited or I feel very strongly about this. So being able to learn each other and know that assumptions are dangerous. If you assume things about your spouse without asking questions, you can create a narrative in your mind that is inaccurate, but it will impact how you engage with your spouse. Mm, So good and so helpful as well. And trying to, you know, we we recognize that for a lot of people, um, you know, marriage is a blissful, wonderful experience. For a lot of people, (laughs) even listening, it's really challenging and discouraging for them right now. But again, let me, let me, uh, invite our callers as well, 877-548-3675. We're going to go to calls in just a moment. Again, our number is 877-548-3675. Again, some uh, maybe a word of exhortation, some advice. Uh, Julie Bumgarner is our guest. She's the senior director of Windshape Marriage uh, and uh, really helping helping marriages helping marriages thrive. Um, okay, so so the working through those distinctions and the differences – um, one of the more fascinating thing to me is that it seems that you, you and I are wired similarly, it sounds like, um, mm-hmm. but it seems that sometimes I, I've seen like couples in small groups or things of that sort where they give marriage advice to one another that doesn't make sense to the other person that makes sense. to. In other words, what works for one couple doesn't seem to always work for another couple because the wiring is so right. different. So, mm-hmm. so uh, and feel free to comment on that. But also, like you know, what what things are there in common that you would say these are always good advice? So, so I guess it's a two parter. Is that you know, <laughs> comment a little bit on 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 how what works for one doesn't work for the other. If, if, if maybe I'm wrong, but tell me on that, and then talk about maybe what does work. Foundationally, I would say these things. One, the culture tells you when children come along that children come first in a marriage. If you want your marriage to be strong and you want to give your children the best chance of thriving, your marriage needs to come first and then the children. Your healthy marriage, you taking time for each other and being in a good place with each other is actually like taking this huge security blanket and wrapping it around your children. Not that you're not going to have challenges or that you're not going to have struggles with them, but knowing that mom and dad are doing okay and are there creates space for children to thrive. So that's the first thing I would say. Keep your marriage first. Be intentional 
about connecting with each other. That would be the second piece is connection matters. How you engage with each other in conversation. There's, there's research that actually says that couples on average communicate about 17 minutes a week about their relationship. 17 minutes a mm. week. That's fascinating. That's not enough to yeah. know how are you doing? What's the condition of your heart? How are we? What what do I do that helps you feel loved and cherished? What what can I do to help you grow to be all that you feel like God is calling you to be? Those are conversations that happen with intentionality. So connection matters. Um, Recognizing that some people think that, oh, if we're happy couples, we should do everything together. And the truth is um, we weren't, uh, you you saw this play out in 2020, big time. People (laughs) were just like, oh my gosh, (laughs) we're never apart. And we weren't actually we're made for relationship for sure, but we were not made to be together 24 seven. So recognizing that happy couples know that being apart creates anticipation. The brain craves novelty. When you can say, I'm I'm looking forward to being with you tonight, leaving a message on the bathroom mirror, writing a sticky note that you put in their um, wallet, all those things speak, I love you and connection. Good word. We're going to continue our conversation um, and with your calls as well. Let me encourage you to give us a shout at 877-548-3675. Talking to Julie Bumgarner, uh, Senior Director of Windshake Marriage. Again, 877-548-3675. Okay, we're back uh, at Stetzer Life. We're talking about marriage, and it's because we're coming up on Valentine's Day. Well, we, you know, we talk about marriage at other times than that, but, you know, it's sort of like a rule. you got to talk about Christmas around Christmas time. you got to talk about thankfulness around Thanksgiving. Uh, but the great thing is, is that I have a friend who loves speaking into these issues, and Julie Bumgarner actually works at Windshape Marriage. And again, if you go to edsetsrelive.com, uh, you'll be able to just click right to the links that take you over to the Windshape Marriage site. So they do retreats, but lots more stuff as well. It's, I'll also tell you it's marriage.windshape.org. And uh, that's it's, it's, it's a wonderful ministry, and I got to be a small part of it, uh, I guess a year and a half ago or something like that. And so now I've got, uh, I said, let's track down Julie and let's talk about marriage a little bit here today. We've got some phone calls on the line. Let's go first to Patricia in Burbank, listening on K-Wave. Patricia, you are live on the air. What's your question or your comment? Thank you. Good morning. Well, I'll keep it brief. Basically, I've been with my husband since uh, 1977. We got married in 1987. He's a Vietnam vet. He's an introvert, and I'm an extrovert. And we just have never been on the same page. I, I want so much, and he's so good with the way it is. And I just can't seem to get inside. And we're in our 70s, you know, and thank Thank God I know he has a plan and purpose, and he put us together somehow. I believe that, uh, even though we weren't walking with the Lord uh, when we first met or even after we got married. But um, I I just need some information or or some insight. 
um, generally. I know it's a long story, but that's basically it. <laughs> right. Let's, let's let's have Julie weigh I in. I think. Thank you. Great great question, Patricia. And hold on. I'll let Julie, Julie, what do you think? It is a great question, and. I think there's not a cookie cutter answer for every situation. These are things that I think about when we talk about extroverts being married to introverts and what our expectations are. For one, a lot of times I think we put pressure on our spouse to meet all of our needs. Um, Back in the day, we were surrounded with lots of people. We had a community of people, extended family and others that helped to meet some of those needs. And now we have become much more isolated and we have much greater expectations of our spouse. So my first question that I would ask myself and anyone is what expectations do you have of your spouse and what do you do together? Do you do anything together? And how is that helpful to your relationship? Are there some specific things that you might be able to suggest like doing something together uh, once a week that's intentional for your marriage? Maybe it's learning to cook or a dance class, something different Even in your 70s, I would say that to anybody. I have friends who are in their 80s and 90s, and one couple in particular that I walked the road with for a while, uh, she said, "We, we make it a point at the beginning of every year to decide one thing that we're going to learn to do together. And I learned to do something new myself as an individual. And I thought that is so smart because it keeps the relationship growing and thriving versus we've been married for a really long time. We know each other and we're just going to, we're in this routine and we can't seem to get out of it. So what are you currently doing? What's something you could do different that might breathe some life into your marriage? And it might be something he may say, I don't want to leave the house. Great. We have lots of options with YouTube and other places where you can learn to do things on the screen if he's not willing to go out. And then the other piece of it is, how do you keep from being resentful? What will you do? to meet your need of being an extrovert and needing to be around people because that fuels your tank, fills your heart. How will you get that need met so that when you are with your spouse, you aren't always thinking this is less than I want more. How do I get more? I think part of this also is being willing to have a safe conversation that says something along the lines of, I love you. I love spending time with you. What can we be intentional about that will engage both of us? Fascinating. Fascinating. And um, interesting too. I, I was recently, Donna, Donna had during the pandemic, Donna became a plant lady. And so mm. she, we got plants now and I don't, I don't understand plants anyway. So, um, <laughs> and I, I told her we, we went to, uh, uh, last weekend, we said, uh, we went to church Saturday night and for the first time in our lives that we were free on a Sunday morning for a very long time. So we went to a plant swap and 
Mm. Um, it was super fun, but I did think to myself, and I think I might have said to Donna, you know, I've been married to five different women. Um, they're they're <laughs> all they all have the same name, and they all have the same uh, you know same person. But but you know, the, Donna's very different than this you know sixteen year old girl I started dating in high school, and now you know we're going plant shopping and to explore those things together has actually been uh, a joy, but it also, it's a, it's an intentional decision uh, on our part to, to do those things. It's, it's not, it's not so you have to plan it. You have to take that intentionality. Yes, I agree with that. And I think you make a great point. Our marriages should not look the same year to year. And part of that comes with, yes, we're all growing and changing and hopefully really seeking the Lord to guide us on our journey of where are you asking me to engage you? Where are you asking us to engage you in your work? And as a couple, what are you calling us to? And how are we growing? So, I, you know, gosh, it's such a great journey and being open-handed for what the Lord is bringing I think probably one of the most dangerous things for a marriage is unspoken expectations and believing that your spouse, because you've been together for a really long time, should be able to read your mind and know what you need and what you want. They can't, and often they don't. And those things just build up resentment and bitterness. Whereas if you could have an open and honest conversation, even if you don't get to where you were hoping to be, it's a start, and that's a good thing. Hmm. So good, so good, and so important as well. Let, let's go to uh, Chelsea in uh, Kingston, Georgia, which is not down uh, far from where you are in Rome, Georgia. I've been mm-hmm. to Kingston, Georgia, fun yes. fact. Uh, Chelsea, you're live on the air with your question or your comment. Go ahead. Hey there. Um, I have a question regarding um, the the teachings taught at the Hope Restored Marriage Intensive. My husband and I recently went to a four-day intensive, and we learned the concepts there. Um, Just a little backstory, we have 25 years of issues, but one of the main issues that kind of put us there um, was that my husband separated or um, removed my access to our finances. Mm. And as a stay-at-home homeschooling mother, I was, that put me in a state of distress and that uh, our pastor referred us to the Hope Restored Intensive. So, but we learned the concepts there. Uh, We, it was very, it was helpful, but we came away and months later now, we have not resolved any of those, uh, the, the issues that brought us there. So the finances are still in the same place. And my husband has continued to um, make decisions independently, financially apart from me. And uh, he is, uh referring back to what he learned at the at the uh, intensive saying that this is um on his part it's a matter of self-care and my question is if you agree with um 
him making these financial decisions independently as self-care because I, I'm, I'm not understanding that that would be a good example of self-care myself. Okay, Chelsea, I'm going to get you to hold on while uh, we're, we're actually going to uh, take a quick break. And then when we come back, we'll, we'll weigh into that question a little bit, keeping in mind that we, we don't know the specifics of the situation. Uh, and, uh, but we'll, we'll talk about some of those things generally when we return. Again, our phone number is 877-548-3675. Sorry, we got to take a little pause there, but these things will roll. Again, our number, final segment is 877 548 Three six seven five. Okay, we're back. Ed Stetzer live. We had a, a good call a minute ago, and from Chelsea, who was asking. Uh, some about advice that they had received at uh, and at a, at a re- counseling retreat, and I should say, and, and Julie, I want you to I want you to give us some counsel and guidance on that. But I should say that you know we're of course we don't know the situation, we don't know the actual um, counsel that was given, and of course we're not. This is not so much a counseling program, but it's still I think it's important because um, sometimes people come out of uh, a situation and one spouse hears one thing and one spouse hears another. And I think Chelsea's um, situation points to how are they going to uh, move forward? Because it sounds like they still haven't resolved some of these issues. So talk to us a little bit about Chelsea's question and about your advice, Julie. I, I wouldn't want to comment on the specifics just because I don't know this situation. What I would say to anyone in general is that when you go to any type of an intensive experience, it is a snapshot in time. It is typically four to five days. And then you're leaving and you're going back to life. And you, you have, you've got to incorporate some of the things you learned, but not, it's not likely that you're going to be able to do that by yourself. So I would say, go seek counseling to help you continue to walk the road and explore what is happening in this particular situation where you all are continuing to disagree. And even if your spouse doesn't feel like he needs to go to counseling, I would strongly encourage you to go mm-hmm. and explore what is happening here in terms of what he's saying, what you're experiencing. And in general, finances are a thing that couples do together. Mm-hmm. So figuring out that road ahead. Yeah, and I would say, I mean, just what 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 Chelsea said doesn't sound like sounds strange. So I would want to explore that in a conversation mm-hmm. with them, hopefully together, uh, mm-hmm. to kind of walk through and talk through some of that because it does. I mean, that doesn't sound the way I would articulate how best to right. work through your finances together. Right. And again, yes. we don't know the specific situation, but I'm guessing it doesn't sound it sounds strange to you as well. And I think some. Mm-hmm. A person helping them walk through that might be super helpful. So, Chelsea, thank yes. you so much for your call. And and we have like a, uh, we have a disproportionate number of calls from one region of the country. Uh, let's go to, uh, well, that same area. There's a guy there named Jay. Jay, you're live on the air. Go ahead. Yeah, I just wondered why my wife don't do all the things I want her to do when I want her to do it. I've been wondering that too, Jay. So I'm glad you called in. So, Julie, this is your husband. So, um, so. <laughs> 
So, so I, I think there's. To, a, I, I'm, I'm actually, I'm actually sitting in the driveway listening and just praising God for uh, her telling how different I am from her and how much fun it is. We've made it fun over the years. To be honest with you, it's just been, it's been fun to laugh about it and see how we do things different. I love it. Julie, is your chance to comment in front of you know 150 <laughs> stations coast to coast to Jay? I love you, and I am grateful. You make our really you make my life rich, and I'm very thankful for that. You are you oh. are a gift. See, this turned yeah, into yeah, a tender right. moment. And, you know, yeah, and on that moment, I think I'll I'll just uh, depart from this conversation. God bless you guys, <laughs> and appreciate your work very much. Well, Jay, take her out somewhere nice on Valentine's you. Day and make sure you get her some flowers and, you know, those those kinds of things. But that was super fun. You know, I've been on this show forever, and and I don't think my – I don't think Donna's ever called in. Um, but one time we had uh, we had uh, Phil Vischer on the show, uh, and and uh, my daughter texted and said, you know, I want a shout-out from the VeggieTales guy. And so that's the closest Aww. I got to my family connection because they're like, you know, they probably don't want to call in. So good for Jay for yes. doing that, and that was – that was super fun. So, mm-hmm. so anyway, okay, good. Well, let's let's um let's get a couple more questions. And to the callers, we're we are running short on time, but everyone, you know, I mean, but we just want to kind of keep it um, brief and focused. So Christine, I'm going to go yes. to you next. And so, if you could uh, st- just be succinct with that, Christine, you are live on the air. What's your question? Your comment? Sure. Thank you for your time. Um, so, kind of to piggyback off the previous conversation you were having about having that open and honest conversation with your spouse about your needs and your wants, what is the next step when you've had this com- this open and honest conversation over and over, even with counseling, Christian counseling, um, and it just doesn't seem to be getting through? Like, it, it feels like I'm just kind of giving up hope. I don't think my husband will ever really understand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that's, I guess that's a super question, Christine. Julie, I mean, this is like a super common question. And I would say, married 35 years, happy marriage. That there are still things that I don't know that Donna fully gets about me or I fully get about her. But in the case, Christine's like, she's communicated these things. It hasn't moved forward in the right direction. The communication's been there. The conversation's been there. But nothing happens. What What? What now? In terms of the conversation that you're having, here, here are questions that I would ask if I were sitting over coffee with you. What is it? that you're asking are are you asking your spouse to change are you asking him to be different and in what ways are you asking that because depending on what you're asking and this could go in a million different directions um but that they may not know how to do what you're asking them to do. And you may be sitting on the other side of that going, this is simple. It's easy. Just do, just do this. And yet on the other side of that, they're like, I don't, I don't know how to do that. It doesn't feel safe. I don't have confidence. So again, not having any idea of exactly what you're trying to accomplish in the conversation. The other piece that I would say to you is, Seek to understand him. What is he thinking? What what is he seeking to accomplish in life? Um, What makes him tick? What is he passionate about? And focus on those things. I have encountered lots of couples 
where one person was very verbal, very driven, very clear about where they were headed, and it seemed like common sense, their spouse was not. And they held it against them. They felt like it was intentional and they wanted them to get their act together. There are lots of reasons that people may not be able to hear. It could be trauma. It could be the adverse childhood experiences that they had, and those things have not been dealt with. It could just be capacity, the mental capacity to engage and do different at the moment. There's fear. There's something that is keeping them from the ability to do that. So there can be lots of things going on, and it takes a lot of exploration, consistency, intentionality, and prayer. Yeah. And and I would say, too, I mean, sometimes people are just, they feel like at the end of the day, there's no hope. And, um, and, and you know, we would also say that these are complex situations, and we mentioned mm-hmm. earlier about about things about uh, abuse and more. And so so I'm, I'm not talking about some of those specific situations. No. Just when you're feeling like your marriage can't make it. We've got about a, a minute or so left. What advice or counsel would you give? I would say seek help. Yeah. Seek help from a licensed therapist that you uh, have interviewed and you have expressed your goals for what you want to accomplish in this therapeutic experience. Uh, but you know, when you go to your friends and you talk to them, they can be very sincere with you and sincerely wrong. So be careful whose hands you put your marriage into when you are seeking help. But I strongly encourage you don't go the road by yourself. Ask for help from a credible person that can walk this road with you and help you get to healthy. Mm-hmm. Not always the easiest thing, for sure. No. Um, but important conversation we're having today. And for some of you, this is an encouraging time. Sorry we couldn't get to all of our calls, some great calls, some 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 really heartfelt calls. Um, so my apologies, we couldn't get to the rest of the calls. But again, you can find more information uh, if you go to edstetzerlive.com and a link over to Windshape Marriage. They have resources. Um, again, great encouragement for your local church to engage, to get counsel and counseling in those kinds of settings as well. Um, we're going to continue conversations like these every every week uh, here at Ed Stutzer Live. This one uh, kind of around marriage because it's coming up on Valentine's Day and happy Valentine's Day to you as well. But each and every week, I want to encourage you to listen to the program. Our team here that makes it happen, Karen Hendren, my producer, uh, Courtney Young, our engineer, and Charles Manning the Phones. Next week, we're going to be joined by attorney and author Mark Lanier who presents a persuasive case for the Christian faith and reasons to believe. And remember, as always, Ed Stetzer Live is a production of Moody Radio, and Moody Radio is a ministry of Moody Bible Institute. Thanks, as always, for listening, and we look forward to connecting with you next Saturday at the same time.